You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is our final episode uh, covering Lego Star Wars, the Freemaker Adventures. Uh, we're going to be talking about the last two episodes, Duel of Destiny and Return of the Kyber Saber. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's happening, man? And I, Man, you got another co-pilot joined... Uh the ranks over in your house, Mike, and uh, yeah. that's, what, that's why you've been gone. Yeah. Uh, we got to tell everybody, we only have a few minutes to get this podcast done because you might have to go feed or change a diaper. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we well, can. you know, right now, right now, we're, 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 it's been two weeks, um, uh, and we, we, uh, we thank uh, uh, Joan and Marie very much for filling yeah. in for me a couple of weeks ago, but we're two weeks out. Um, she is two weeks old now, uh, my daughter, yep. Cara Ray. Um, Love the name. Yep, uh, Star Wars fans listening to this podcast are gonna like that middle name. Um, and it, you know, I, I didn't even have to. I didn't even have to fight for it. Wow! Uh, because I really? have the best. I have the best wife ever. Yeah, I. I've been to. It's funny because we've been telling people like, oh, people come over to meet the baby and they go, oh, "What's her name?" Or, or they already know her name for the most part. And it's like, "Oh, Cara Ray. Where that's it's a pretty name. Uh, where's it where's it from? Is that like a family name or something?" And it's like, <laughs> uh, actually, well, Cara is Supergirl's name. Uh Cara Danvers and uh Ray is from Star Wars. And <laughs> nice. There are two reactions. The reaction you just gave me, which is the reaction that I think most listeners are going to have. Uh most of the Thunderquack listeners for sure. And then there is the reaction that every other person on the planet has, which is, oh, and they roll their <laughs> eyes and it's like, what? you know what, you know what, just, just knock it off. Yeah, it's a, it's a little obnoxious at this point. So, um, I think, I think from now on, I have to, I have to, I, I make a little bit of a judgment call when I'm telling people and, and with some people to be like, yeah, it's a family name. Yeah. It's a family well, name. It's so it's one of those where it's it's really like I, I mean unless you know like I didn't know Carol yeah. was Supergirl because I don't even yeah. I don't follow Supergirl so I just thought it was a name you guys lo- yeah. like 
of course I, I know what Ray is, but it's uh, that's a, you know it's a name that you can kind of float under there, and people that are hardcore are not going to know what it is. Yeah. Just say, oh, that's yeah. a neat, that's, a that's neat. the thing is that most people are just going to think like, oh, Kara, that's just huh. a really name, really nice yeah. name, Kara Ray Cohen. Like it's just got a nice little flow. Nice, to- yeah, nice flow. Um, but uh, but the the nerds in the know understand <laughs> that this That's, is a super geeky name and uh, yeah. I, I yeah she's gonna have to deal with that the rest of her life but, uh, <laughs> hey that's okay that's okay man it's uh happy for you man it's some crazy times man, man. it's the start of a uh, man some 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 fabulous times are ahead yeah, of yeah. damn sure exciting and so you can look forward to i think in about three years uh once she's got a good vocabulary um, and uh, and an adorable voice. You can look forward to to uh, her podcast debut on the Thunderquack <laughs> Network. Yeah. Like like I, I've already discussed it with Crystal. Like it's going to happen. She'll <laughs> she'll have her own podcast as soon as she can talk. Um, <laughs> For sure. But Good uh, stuff, yeah, man. I don't know what that'll be. I mean, like hopefully, here's the hope. Here's the hope, and I'm going to put this out there. The hope is that Lego and Star Wars are doing more than ever, and that we've got some awesome. Uh, kid-oriented Lego Star Wars to talk about in three or four years that uh, that I can sit down with Kara and and uh, her and I can can have nice conversations about uh, <laughs> about what she liked about the episode and and, uh, and then I can tell her all about Star Wars and so <laughs> that's, that's the best part yeah, yeah that's yeah. something to look forward to something to look yeah. forward to for sure for sure yeah. well hey you know we're gonna be talking uh we're gonna finish our, our series here on the freemaker adventures ventures our summer series but uh you were you you know we missed you last uh last episode and we yeah. got to talk about uh rogue one well actually you know before we do that we just gotta remind everybody of course if you're listening i'm sure you guys know september 24th we got the debut yep. of season three uh we're gonna be starting off with um we're gonna be starting off with Tarkin, so he's coming in right at the first episode. It's an hour long. Thrawn, you mean Thrawn? I mean Thrawn. Yeah, Thrawn. <laughs> Thrawn. Um, yeah. So we're starting out with Thrawn, and the, and I guess the Bendu. We're going to get into that in the first yeah. hour long series. It's called Steps into Shadow. So um, we got a new trailer out for that. It was a thirty second little tease featuring Tarkin. So I'm excited to see what uh, what they do with Tarkin and how much he's in. I don't know if this is going to be where they. They lead with Tarkin. They lead with something big like they did last year, and then yeah. we work into some some normal stories with because we know we're going to get some stuff with with um, Sabine and kind of her backstory, uh, and then we'll probably hit up with uh, maybe Thrawn towards the end. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. So we had that going, but like I said, we got the chance, me and John Marie, to talk about the new trailer for um, uh, Rogue One. Yeah. So you, you know, before we hit uh, our, our recap, uh, what did you think? New, new trailer. Yeah, you know what? Um, Rogue One's kind of a funny thing with me because I, I, with The Force Awakens, I was definitely all over every little bit. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast already. But uh, but with Rogue One, I'm a little bit more like, you know what? I'm good. Like, like it looks like it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for it to come out. I, um, obviously, I've been a little preoccupied the last the last month or two um so i think that that might be playing into it a little bit so i'm not quite i'm not quite as crazy about about rogue one as i have been uh about about things in the past and i think the same thing goes for season three of rebels um i'm kind of just waiting for them to come because i don't have a lot of time to sit around and uh 
I speculate and worry about too much of it. I, I, days seem to be flying by, so it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be September twenty fourth. I uh, you know I'm gonna go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow, and it's gonna be September twenty fourth. So I don't have any worries about that. I, uh, Rebels is coming up real fast, and that's going to carry me through mm-hmm. for sure until until Rogue One in December. So um, as much as I'm psyched, and there's some really cool stuff in that trailer, uh, at the moment my thing is that it's a lot of iconography, it's a lot of visual stuff. Um, I was really happy that this trailer was re- our first real look, and especially when that international trailer came out a few days later, mm-hmm. and uh, and gave us that little tidbit about uh, the fact that um, that I, I, Galen uh, Galen is is I mean we already knew that Galen is Jin's father, but mm-hmm. that sort of connection that he's he's one of the sort of chief ar- architects of the Death Star. Um, you know, we got that little bit of a story, so we see we're starting to see how Jin is connected and why they need her. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I really liked about that trailer, the new one, is uh, the the character stuff. So I felt like I felt like the first trailer, that teaser, was really focused on Jin and really focused on her part of the story, which is fine because obviously she is the main character. But um, it's a war movie and it's an ensemble, right? It's about the squad. It's about the the ragtag team of rebels that are gonna pull off this uh, this insane suicide mission, right? Right. And so, I I was really happy to get the introduction to everybody else um, and sort of uh, a little bit more of a, of a character piece on each of them. Um, and and for sure, K2SO is standing out as my favorite character from the movie so far. Um, and hopefully I'm not wrong on that like I was with Captain Phasma, but uh, I got a slightly better feeling about this. You don't you don't uh, you don't bring in Alan Tudyk without uh, giving him some some great moments. But we saw that in we saw some great moments in that behind the scenes reel uh, that they did at uh, Star Wars Celebration Europe. And then we see a little bit more of it in uh, in in that in the most recent trailer. It's that moment where where he's like, I, uh, I, uh, uh, Captain. What's it's Cassian Andor, right? Right. It's like right. Captain Andor says, "You're a friend, so I won't kill you." Yeah. And it's like <laughs> he's he he reminds me a lot of HK forty seven from the old Knights of the Old Republic video games. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, who I love HK forty seven. He's one of my my all-time favorite Star Wars character, certainly up there with the droids. So um, K2SO is, is he's in good company in that respect. And I just, I really love his design because um, he is, he is definitely something that they couldn't have done as well. I'm not going to say they couldn't have done him. They absolutely could have mm-hmm. back in the, back in the eighties. The but um I don't think that he's a character that they could have pulled off quite as well as they're pulling him off in this. And yet he matches the aesthetic of the classic trilogy perfectly. Right. Like he it's he's not like the droids that we saw in the special edition. Right. Like the ASP uh, worker droid labor droid that we see in the special edition on the approach to um, to to most Eisley. 
um, they they is a fine design, but it looks more like something from the prequels than it does from the classic trilogy. Um, but K two S O with that sort of matte finish, that little bit of scuffiness, um, and and just that that very minimalistic um, industrial design to him. Mm-hmm. I there's no artistry to K two S O right like. And that's not to say that the artists that created him were not creative or, or artistic, but like they were intentionally um, minimalistic with with his design. So, uh, I he his face is not expressive. Uh, his body language is very staccato, um, but that all lends to it because his voice is so great. Yeah. So it kind of this this very uh, dry. Um, sarcastic voice comes out of this very imposing body and I think that they just they nailed it they nailed it on that character so um, him along with uh, I really like Cassian so far um, I like I really like the character that they're building out with him he's he's another sort of rogue rebel um, in in the uh, in the line of Han Solo and uh, and uh, uh, Poe Dameron for sure and, uh, yeah. <laughs> i can see him getting along with han really well even though like like cassian is is sort of um has been described as like a by the books type of soldier but he's clearly got that that cleverness to him and that sort of that sort of wit so mm-hmm. i'm really i'm really really excited about those characters i'm really excited about um about uh oh man what are the other guys i i it's on the yeah. tip of my tongue you got Baze, you got chirrut you got yeah Baze and chirrut look really cool um uh bodie rook sounds bodie like rook. an interesting character it's yeah. they've given us a lot of backstory and i'm just wondering how much of that backstory is going to come out in the movie and how much of it's going to play into the story so um that's one of the things that i'm waiting to see right now you know we we know the plot we now know the characters, but what I really want to see is is um, how well is the story going to come across? How how because plot and story are different. Like the the story is really how all those elements come together, mm-hmm. and uh, and I have total faith. I think that uh, Gary Wood is a fantastic writer. Um, I know that they've brought in other people to do some rewrites after the fact, but that's perfectly normal. Um, I really like Gareth Edwards as a director. Um, I loved Godzilla. I know that a lot of people were kind of eh on it, like they were, or eh to like it was boring. But um, it followed the beats of a Godzilla movie perfectly, in my opinion. You know, I think that the problem with Godzilla is that a lot of people don't realize what a Godzilla movie is. And Godzilla movies are about people, they are mm-hmm. not about the monsters, and they are long. And there's a lot of talking. <laughs> I, so, like, that's what his Godzilla movie was. It was long and there was a lot of talking. There were some great action sequences as well. Um, I think with Star Wars, uh, Gareth Edwards is is really nailing that aesthetic and the tone. Um, but he's bringing something completely new to it. I really want to know, we know that the, the white troopers with the, they've sort of got the scout mask snout. But mm-hmm. then, like that sort of different, different top of the helmet design. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we know that those are shore troopers. We know that the black ones, they're, are they death troopers? Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. death troopers. <clears throat> what we haven't gotten the name for, at least what I haven't seen the name for yet, are the troopers in the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a Lego set that was just announced because they're starting to drop all the news about the, the, the merchandise that all, that all hits on September 30th. Um, the troopers that are in the tank and they're in the Lego set. So I'm, that's the Lego set I've got my eye on for, for, uh, this force Friday this year. Um, well, although I have to wait and see what the price point is on that. Obviously collecting is going to take a bit of a backseat at the moment, but, (laughs) um, I, but I've got my eye on it, so I might have to save up and, and pick that up. Um, cause it's got those troopers and I don't know what they're called, but that helmet design is, uh, I mean, I think it might be my favorite helmet design. It's, you know which one I'm talking great. about? Oh yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, there's just, um, man, I, I really wish that I knew what they were called. Tank troopers? I, yeah, they might be, but like, I, and I like the tank design as well. Um, but there's just something really cool about them. They have this, this, uh, here, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just bringing up the, the starwars.com. Um, website to see if maybe because i know that they've they've put a bunch of other stuff they've got characters in the data hover hover tank troopers yeah um that's what i'm getting is hover tank troopers okay yeah i hover tank troopers see what you i I think that's what they're called that brings them up yeah that seems to be bringing them up um yeah it it there's something about this design. They, they're very reminiscent of Clone Wars, um, like very, very reminiscent of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really like that the 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 vents towards the bottom, how they're flat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're sort of like that flat oval uh, look. And I, I, I don't know. There's just something about it. There's just something about, and it's not just the helmet. It's it's the it's their their body as well. It's very, very uh, Clone Wars esque, but it has that uh, that that original trilogy feel as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a great design. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm design. really really excited about that. Um, oh, let's see the Lego box. The Lego box is is out there, so it it'll say what they're called, won't it? Oh no, it's not showing the the label on that mock-up. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, hover hover tank pilot. That's what they're okay. called. Okay. So Imperial pilot. hover tank pilots. Um, yeah, it, like this Lego set's awesome because it comes with Chirrut and it comes with the 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 hover tank pilots, and I just love that helmet design. I just yeah. love it. I can't, I can't get enough of it. Every time I look at it, I'm like, man, that's awesome. (laughs) There's just something so cool. And they've got, they have the paint deco and I know the, the shore troopers do too, but, but they've got the paint deco, like, uh, like clone troopers from, from the clone wars era. Um, and man, they've got like that, the blast shield up top, uh, the Boba Fett style visor across, Mm -hmm. um, Although it does, it's not a full T visor, right? Like it's it, it, but right. but the way that it that it goes into the snout of the helmet 
it's very it's very Boba Fett esque, and right. I love that the flare out the back. Like, there's just so many cool things about that design. So every time we see it, every time we get another two seconds of it, um, I get I get that much more into <laughs> it. So yeah. between between the hover tank pilots and uh, K2SO, there's just like the aesthetic of this movie is. Um, it's not just perfectly Star Wars, but it is so like right up my alley with exactly what I want to see with Star Wars. Um, that one shot of her on the the sort of that antenna platform oh, with yeah. the Tie yeah. Fighter hovering there—it's oh, just like man. I don't know, man. There's something really cool about about what we uh, what we're on the verge of, yeah. and Rogue One is just a small indicator of what that is going to mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I think that there's going to be a lot more to talk about in the, in the next little while. But um, oh, it yeah. looks like there's already an action figure out there, an SH Figure Arts uh, hover tank, hover tank driver. Yeah, man, is that real? If that's real, <laughs> that's weird. Um, Sorry, get on it, get on it. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, oh yeah, that's real. Awesome, that's wicked. Um, yeah, I hope that they do more. I mean, I know that they're doing more of these, uh, the titanium helmets. So I hope that, I hope that that hover tank pilot gets, gets that treatment because I will totally pick that one up. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, you had mentioned K2SO and I, I think that he's such a, he looks like he's going to be a compelling character. He's got a yeah. great voice actor, of course, doing him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it makes me think that kind of like BB-8 made us, in a way, forget about R2 and The Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. K2SO is going to do the same thing about, you know, for C3PO. I think we're yeah. going to kind of forget about him. And I, I don't know if they're going to show up in this movie or not, but yeah. uh, he's going to be the, uh, he's going to take over as the cool robot for, for, this, sure. for this movie. Oh, yeah. and the other thing that I have to mention is the U-Wing. I wasn't oh, sold yeah, on yeah. the U-Wing initially because all we saw it in was the, the uh, dropship mode. Mm-hmm. But... And so, like, I was looking at it, I was like, the engines off the side make no sense. Why do they look like that? Why wouldn't you make those, like, why wouldn't they be part of the the fuselage, right? Like, why are they, why, like, yeah, they look like X-Wing engines. Okay, fine. Like, I get that you're going for that visual parody. But, but then we got the reveal uh, about a week before Celebration, I think, or, or maybe it was a week before this trailer dropped. We got that reveal of, of the um, flight mode of like the, the I don't and I don't know if it'll be like when it goes into hyperspace or if it's like if that's like an atmospheric flight mode or something like that. But the the what look like forks on the front of it are actually wings that pull out to the side. Mm-hmm. So it has that X wing um, right. attack formation sort of idea to it. And uh, once I saw that, I was like, okay, yep, you got me. I'm sold. The U-Wing <laughs> is an awesome ship as well. Yeah. I should have had more faith. I should have looked at that and realized that something was up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's Good just design. some really, really cool designs yeah. coming out. And yeah, we got – go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I just – this the hover tank pilot, like I'm looking at this because the, the this action figure, if you if you look it up, I'm looking on Slash Film right now, and they're, they have a, a – a full body shot of of the hover tank driver action figure this sh figure arts one and um 
it's like if from the waist down it's like a scout trooper they have like the pants with and then the and then the the greaves the the boots right mm-hmm. um and i'm just looking at that and i'm like man that's awesome and that would be an awesome set of armor to yeah. uh to put together but you know i say that a lot i, I say that about a lot of <laughs> no and i never do but um <laughs> yeah but that one, yeah, that one really works for me. It looks comfortable too. You yeah, can actually yeah. sit down in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't hardly sit down in any kind of armor. Uh, yeah. I speak from experience on that <laughs> uh, because I have a, a Darth Vader. Speaking of Darth Vader, um, yeah. we got that kind of thrown in shot at the end, which was all fan service, in my opinion. Didn't kind no. of flow, flow with the trailer no, at all. I not just at all. And it. you know what? Like it was a yeah. now, it was sort of leaked so far in advance yeah. that. Um, it really didn't have any impact for me. I know that like people in their rev- in their in their um, um, was reaction videos and whatnot were like going crazy. Yeah. But uh, but for me, I'm just like eh. Yeah. We know, we know he's in it. They was announced yeah. that he's in it. We we know from Star Wars Celebration Europe and people talking on Twitter. It's like nothing's a secret, you guys. Like yeah. we know that 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 that's the case. We know that. Vader's going to be in this movie. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. We know that James Earl Jones is going to voice him, right? Like, it's 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 great. It's awesome. I'm excited about it. But um, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't the reveal that I think they were hoping for. At least not for me. So. Yeah, no, for sure. It is, like I said, yeah, no, me either. I mean, I knew he was coming in. Like I said, it was thrown in there as fan service. But I'm going to be more – I want to see – my reaction is going to be in the, in the theater when yeah. we see, hopefully, and I said this on the last podcast, um, the one you missed, Mike, that I might walk out of this like, I'm going to think this movie is great. It could, and it could be great in all aspects. Yeah. But if they don't give me something that, you know, with, with the Vader, they don't show me something really exciting. I'm going to be, honestly, I'm going to be a little disappointed because he is my favorite character. I want to see him do something incredible in this movie. And they have hinted that he's going to have a small part, which I get, but he's going to have some kind of certain scene where he's going to have, it's going to weigh heavily on the story. And I just hope it's a really cool action scene. And I know some people kind of don't care either way, but for me, that's just something that I have been dying to see for, you know, we saw it in rebels. We've seen him do some, some incredible stuff in rebels, why not be able to see him do that in Rogue One? So it remains to be seen what happens, but that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Yeah. You know, well, I, you, you know, we we still don't know who that one uh, cloaked figure oh, is. Oh, yeah, true. true. So like, there there are that. still yeah. a lot of mysteries for this movie. I think yeah. one of the things that's the most interesting about Rogue One is how much we think we know at this at this point. I think that everybody's sitting around going like, "Oh yeah, I I know what Rogue One is." Mm-hmm. And it's like, really, do you? Because yeah. I don't, I don't think you do. I don't think you actually do. I think that you think you know. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. but yeah. That, sec- that second trailer totally uh, didn't. You know, we kind of almost forgot about that. Oh yeah, that's right. There's a cloaked figure I, in black. You and know, I think that's like, how they want it to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think sure. That's how they want it to be. They want us to forget about that right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think we're going to get, I, like I said in the last podcast as well, you know, I, I think we're going to get one more trailer for just the common movie going audience to kind of just lay down just a little bit more of exactly what this movie is about. It's about the plans and, and getting them. I think we might get one more um, 
trailer in in November sometime, yeah. kind of like we did with Force Awakens or something like that, and some TV spots. So I think we're gonna get it one more. But I guess other than that, um, you know, like I said, it's kind of a slow. We're ramping up to this push to the end of the year with all the Star Wars stuff. You know, we got Rebels coming, and of course Rogue One in December. So. Things are kind of slow, but uh, they're going to be yeah. picking up very quick with uh, on September 24th when we get the first hour of Rebels. So, yeah, uh, sure. anything else, Mike? Before we uh, finish up with the uh, free makers here? No, no. Let's uh, let's jump into the penultimate episode. Now, here's the thing, Mike. I. Um, we talked to Joe Marie, and one of the things coming out of the last two episodes that you didn't actually get a chance to um, yeah. talk with us about, but it definitely took a, and we might actually talk about this too, Mike. It actually took a a turn, like it started to get a little more serious, you know. And of course, there was a little bit of of the humor still in it, but the amount of humor compared to like the story and what it was doing definitely took a turn over the last four maybe five or six episodes i don't know if you do you agree on that but for me it did and especially these last two uh definitely all about you know rowan and and, and with the saber and how it was going to finish up so we start off mike with duel of destiny here we open up with the imperial march yeah and uh the super star destroyer which i always wanted that lego set you know what i mean, <laughs> I mean i'm still like trying to get that thing but you see it like on on uh you know, eBay or whatever, and it's always like ah, tons and tons of money. But it's always one of those Lego sets that I've always wanted. It's just a fantastic the the Executor, yeah. uh, if I if I remember right, I think yep, that's yep, the, yep. the name of it. Yeah. So we get uh, oh, and it's and it's Empire Day. So this is kind of funny that we get Empire Day. We had it in Rebels. Yeah, and and now they're kind of like recelebrating it here. It's so in, funny because uh, is that right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I was watching it with Crystal and Kara. And I, I, we were watching it just the other day, and I, I, the whole episode sort of revolves around the fact that it's Empire Day. And at one point, Crystal is like, "Oh, Empire Day! I, I, that it's everybody's birthday." And I'm like, "I'm yeah. like, what? It's not, it's not the Emperor's birthday. It's the day that the the Empire was formed. It's not his birthday." And Crystal's like, "No, it's everybody's birthday." It's the day that Luke and Leia and and Ezra are all born. Like it's it's all their birthday. So you know that like whenever they bring up like oh it's Empire Day, it's everybody's birthday, <laughs> which is so funny because I I think we talked about that on on the podcast previously when we were talking about Empire Day because because it is that's Ezra's birthday, mm-hmm. um and but it is also it's the same day. That that uh, that Luke and Leia were born. So, um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a funny thing when that comes around. And I I wasn't even thinking about it. So I uh, it just goes to show that my wife uh, has gone from someone who had barely even seen Star Wars and could have easily gotten it confused with Star Trek or a million other things um, into uh, a huge, massive Star Wars nerd. And uh, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I'm safe to say that. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty funny. When she yeah, well, Empire her. Day, you know, it's at least as far as this show is concerned, it's a time for Palpatine to get a ton of presents. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Vader's like, hey, you, 
what's one of the things you want? He says, uh, you know, Vader asks, total domination or total destruction of the Rebel Alliance. And the Emperor's like, that's definitely on the list, but I really yeah. want that guy for Saber. So, you know, he's opening up all his gifts. And of course, uh, you know, it's always like the mug, right? I thought yeah, that was kind of a funny thing. Galaxy's greatest emperor. And he's all like, I... Uh, I'm the galaxy's only emperor, so it goes without saying that I'm the best. Yeah, yeah. and I, I love the moment when he opens the second one right before the right before the opening credit part, uh, and he's like, he's like, what? what was there a sale or something? <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's, it's so kind of like a commentary, on, and this is what I think. Like the guys that are writing this, um, obviously drawing on some of their own experiences, because yeah, yeah. as dads and and all that, I mean, we've all gotten you know the the ceramic mug that the kid you know your kid makes in school which is cool because they put their name on it and you kind of put it up on the shelf and you use it all the time it's kind of one of those kind of things where uh, yeah. maybe not as as good as those but <laughs> this is the mug you know it's kind of funny I, I thought that was funny coming from my perspective with yeah, the, for sure getting it as a present uh, then we get to Nare, Grabala and and the rest of the gang um, you know they're 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 kind of starting their plan on how they're going to deal with this and, and here's here's with the huts like whether it's the saga the movie saga which is canon or this huts have eyes and ears everywhere and i think they even mentioned that yeah. in this in this comedy and that is so true like everywhere there's somebody on every planet probably working for the huts because these guys are at the top of the criminal food chain if you will uh the criminal empire so everybody's looking out uh for the huts and and doing kind of their dirty work uh, for them. So uh, there's a little funny scene with Gravala here. So we should all give Neri some quiet time because she's going crazy because Rowan has tricked her. And, you know, again, Gravala is so good in this, in this, in these last two episodes, he has, he has some great one-liners, which I hope I can, uh, I can play the clip in a little bit. We'll, we'll play a couple of lines from, uh, from it, which is kind of funny. So uh, from there, Mike, where do we go from there? We go to, Oh, uh, Rowan, right, in his, in his lightsaber practice. Yeah, so Rowan is uh, is is off, uh, and we don't even know where. Uh, he doesn't even know where. Um, but to actually, before that, I think no, we, that's we, right. We pop in with uh, with Xander and Cordy. There you, there you go. They're looking for for uh, uh, Rowan. Rowan. Yeah, yeah. They don't know where he is. But um, they and they're, so they're kind of going all over the galaxy. Jeez, yeah, they go to Naboo, Bespin, yeah. I think yeah. Kashyyyk. Uh, in fact, they're still battling. Like all the the Wookies are still battling the Transdotians yeah. in the meantime. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. Um, um, yeah, Tatooine. Yeah, where they get they get hoodwinked by some Jawas. Jawas, yeah. So they um, they actually go back to the wheel, and when they go back to the wheel, it's funny. Uh, the uh, Gorindin. Uh, yeah, it, who yeah. is from A New Hope? Yeah, uh, Imperial spy Gorindin um, spots them and uh, and and informs Grabala. You were saying Grabala's got ears everywhere, so yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's gonna play in a little later, and then we pop in with Rowan, who is on on uh, an unidentified world with Roger, and Roger is playing back um, holographic recordings of all of the times that he was cut in half by a yeah. Jedi. That was great. I, that, that story on so there was good. so cool, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, it was just this great way of tying Roger back into the Clone Wars and making him a character with a history, with a real past. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and so we see all these videos of of Kit Fisto and Obi Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker and Mace Windu, and Rowan is is watching these videos. And I said to Crystal at one point, I was like, "Here we go. Here's a here here's a, a yet another in the long line of Star Wars characters." Who I uh, who go and train for fifteen minutes and somehow become Jedi masters, because uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that seems to be the way that it works. Is uh, and in the case of Ray, she doesn't even need to train; she just needs to have the Force mentioned to her several times, and then she yeah. figures out how it works. Um, but yeah, Rowan is very quickly picking up on this stuff, and uh, I don't know. I think there's still a bit of a mystery there as to why Rowan has access to the force when his brother and sister don't yeah that's i noticed uh, some people online were kind of mentioning that too like what is his ties like there's got to be something else going on like what is this uh yeah exactly what ties does he have it is, i really, it's really thought weird. i really thought that we would end up finding out and we're, we're yeah, kind of talking yeah. about this because we're we're getting towards the end of the series here i really thought we would find out that mm-hmm. the freemakers were somehow um connected to uh um, oh, what's the name of the guy that created the lightsaber, the the Kyber oh, saber? Cantu. Yeah, yeah, to Master Cantu. I I thought that we would find out that they were distant mm, yeah. relatives yeah. of Cantu, and that's why, uh, that's why. I Zan, see. Uh, sorry, Rowan has this this yeah, connection. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, I, yeah, that was that's a good that's a good thing I, I that is the same thing I'm trying to figure out like man he's got to have some kind of connection because he is so he learns so fast he's so powerful and like this training sequence was really cool him training against the robot using using the uh, using the the holograms or the playbacks the video recordings kind of like we saw we saw that in Rebels too right with with um, Ezra he was kind of or maybe not using that was, them as... That was from the Holocron. He was using was the Anakin's yeah. lessons from the Holocron, yeah. Yeah, the Holocron. So kind of kind of the same area. So that was kind of cool to see that. And like you said, he, he even gets in farther with learning from Mace Windu. And and I think he actually uses some of these techniques, although it is kind of hard, but I'll mention them just, in just a few minutes when we get there, though. Um, great scene here with uh, as we continue on, Neri is... She's kind of forced meditating, and we get this some funny lines. And let me see if this if I can play this clip. Or not. Uh, okay, here we go. Creepy. She hasn't moved all day. Yeah, she's got a tongue, got a tone, got a tongue. She hasn't moved. Yeah. She's sleeping, or she's dead. Poker with a stick. I'm meditating, using the force to sense Rowan, which isn't easy with all the babbling noise in here. Sorry. Mm. Yuffo! Hey, hey, got news for us! Yep! Somebody saw the kid! Nope! Nobody saw the kid! This you call news? But they did spot his brother and sister. They were looking for him too, but they gave up and went home. Oh, that's nice. His brother and sister, who also have no idea where he is, went home. You know what this tells us? A big, heaping load of nothing! Nothing! So two things that I love about this, Mike, is one, probably my favorite line of this episode was poker with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it, again, this kind of reminds me of like when I was a kid, whenever we saw like snakes or lizards or anything like that, it's like, hey, poke it with a stick, see what it does. Same thing here. It's just like she's quiet. Funniest line. I, I started laughing out loud. It was like, what? Play that. Turn, rewind that. I don't want to hear what he said. And then, of course, uh, 
we get into more of, of bash and ram and, and you're trying to kind of talk and he says whatever. So God, again, some great stuff from bash and ram, of course, from Grabala too. And their plan is to go back to the wheel. And I, I, from the beginning of this series, I was trying to figure out, was that like, I thought for a second, it was, um, the Toydarian. I thought it was, um, uh, from episode two, um, Votto, but of course it's yeah. not, it's Yappo. Uh, and he keeps saying, yep. And so, uh, yeah. th- that whole, that whole group is just so funny. And I thought that was just the funniest scene to hear him say poker with the stick. So, uh, where do we go from there, Mike? Um, they're setting the trap, right? For Cordy at the wheel. Uh, yeah, let me see. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they get yeah. they get back to the wheel, right? Like they and and they they talk to to um, Furlack, the guy that uh, Furlack. That's it. Yeah. And then and then um, Grabala and Nare show up. They they he's like he's like plus there's the blast damage to the door. You'll pay for that. And right. they're like, yeah, we'll pay for that. And uh, and then just as they're agreeing to that, uh, Grabala and Nare bust through. Even like a uh, like blast an even bigger hole. Oh yeah, and uh, and bust in, and uh, and they're they kind of like come in and, and and take over the joint and uh, and Nare is going to, she's going to use the force to, basically coerce Rowan into coming home. Um, yeah. Because if yeah. he can use the force, he he'll be able to sense them in pain, and so they're like, fine, go ahead, torture us, do your best. And, uh, and she's like, oh, no, 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 that's Vader's trick. <laughs> I have much better ways yeah. of, of uh, sending a message. And she starts using the Force to, to physically pull apart the Star Scavenger. Oh, and, man, uh, it hurts Xander, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, it's working a little bit, but then it's when she pulls out Xander's uh, Starfighter, the, the, the Blazemaker, and and she starts to wreck that. That's what sends the message to mm-hmm. uh, to Rowan. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that th- I thought it was kind of cool that they had these. The you know you're talking about Nari and her and her using um, the force to yeah. make Rowan feel things, feel the feel the pain. Yeah. And obviously, you know, callback to to Luke and the Empire Strikes Back and what Yoda was trying to teach him that he was gonna see the future somewhat and some pain and stuff like that. And it's exactly the same thing here with, uh, but they do it in a kind of a funnier way with instead of pain, like you said, Mike, they use, you know, Xander, they destroy his ships. And, uh, I guess monetarily wise, they do that with Cordy. I think, what does he throw her money down? Like in the, in a fire pit or something like that. Yeah. 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 He starts burning the credits. That was my favorite part of the episode is when Nari's like, she's burning the credits and then and uh Grabala? Cord- yeah cordy is kind of reacting and then out of nowhere you just hear this howl and yeah. it cuts over to to Grabala and he's like oh i didn't sorry i wasn't expecting that to happen <laughs> it was like yeah i laughed so hard i, I did too i, I had written so that down it's like even Grabala. He yeah. he finds it hard to watch which makes that scene so funny is like he's you know, so the huts are all about the money and seeing that was was kind of funny so um 
And then this goes back again, like you said, that Roger shows Rowan more of the recording. So we get the recordings from Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Mace Windu. And he kind of uses this training and he starts to, like, he start, that's when he starts feeling um, the pain kind of through the force. And Rowan, yeah. so Rowan, obviously, he's got to go, you know, just like Luke did. And he knows it's a trap. But he says, you know, what's and here's kind of a here's an interesting line, too. He says, um, what's the point of saving the galaxy if the people you love are in it? And it kind of kind of made me think of maybe that's kind of how Anakin felt when he was going through his training. Yeah. And ultimately, why he turned, because he kind of maybe felt the same way. And obviously, we knew that because of his attachment to um, to Padme. But maybe he had the same kind of feelings like uh, like Rowan did here. So I thought that was really an uh, interesting line. And this is where I talked about how this thing kind of has been turning turning different, turning the story is is kind of being more important is yeah. uh, you know instead of the jokes and all that, which you still get great jokes. But uh, these last two episodes really push forward the story. Um, so we get uh, Rowan. He actually crash lands on the wheel, Mike, and the fight is on. Right? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, he get, when when Rowan decides to go back, um, he sort of uh, the the I don't do we have a name for the for the ship for the little ship? I don't know. Uh, I, I want to say it was. I want to say it does have a name, but I I'm just checking in in the wiki. Um, yeah, you mentioned I, the, I think the, it just refers to it as the shuttle, but um, yeah, he. The shuttle comes like barreling in, and uh, and everybody kind of jumps out of the way, and uh, and Nari's like, "Oh, you've got to do better than that," or something like that. And then right. uh, Rowan is is or, like I think like the, like she like blows up the ship or something like that. Right. And then um, Rowan reveals that he's actually up top, uh, like in the scaffolding, and and uh, and then jumps down. And uh, and they get into a, a lightsaber duel, and this is this is what I was talking about before of the like, oh, he goes and he trains for fifteen minutes, and now all of a sudden he's a Jedi Master, right? He's a he's yeah. a knight, and he can fight, uh, uh, he can fight Nare, who has a lot of training. Um, but uh, the a battle breaks out between everybody. Yeah, right? it's an all out war. Yeah. yeah, everybody just starts shooting. Um, and then you know they're arguing about the 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 kyber the final kyber crystal, and Rowan's like, yeah, well, I I couldn't even tell you where it is if I wanted to. Right. Uh, I left it on some planet. I don't even know the name of that planet. Um, and meanwhile, Roger is like, I, I, what he does? Is it Roger that that uses the yes. the the magnet and pulls up by I. Bash and Ram, or no, it's Xander. Xander uses the, Xander uses does, the yeah. magnet and yeah. pulls up pulls up Bash and Ram by their guns, and we mm-hmm. get that great moment of uh, of Grabala saying like, you know, you could just like, let go of the guns, <laughs> and then, and they're like, well, and then we'd be in a fight without any weapons, and how smart would that be? And it's just <laughs> man, it's so yeah. good. The writing is so good on this show. Yeah. People, the For people sure. who are not watching it are really doing themselves a disservice because it is yeah. such a clever show. Yeah, wow. for sure. Yeah, there's I, I had written down a bunch of stuff. I mean, this thing finishes out this particular episode with yeah. a lot of stuff going on. I mean, uh, you know, Roland uses his tricks to kind of occupy Nari, so he's able to use the Force and then 
you know, drop some stuff and go after her. I thought that was cool. Um, he had mentions also that uh, he, Rowan uses a defensive form and uses Nari's attacks against her, kind of like Vader does. Yeah. And I, I think we can deduce that he was, you know, studying those tapes of Anakin and maybe that's kind of his style. And there's also a moment, Mike, where Rowan, he, uh, he has his saber above his head, like with one arm and with the other kind of arm pointing at Nari, kind of like Obi-Wan did in, in Revenge of the Sith just before yeah. his, you know, he does that move and he points at, uh, at, uh, I think it was Grievous. Yeah. So that's so why I think he's, they're kind of just kind of, real subtly showing you like he's learning from these guys but the, and they're incorporating some of the moves yeah the moves they can do with a lego animated yeah, lego he, figure it, you know what i mean yeah i think you were talking about just a second ago that moment where where he does i can't remember what he does exactly but she says like oh that's that's a sneaky move just like darth vader and and he goes he goes well, I learned it from Anakin Skywalker. And she's like, well, Anakin Skywalker is gone. And it's like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. oh, you guys clearly don't know the rest of the story. It's it's always <laughs> fun to to see what the the uh, regular uh, citizens of the galaxy think of mm-hmm. Vader and, and Anakin, um, not knowing that they're actually the same person. Yeah, exactly. The, like I said, you know, we finish up this episode. Um, of course, Roger, he... You know, he messes up because he remembers everything, including where the last Kyber Sable, Saber Crystal is. So my, uh, Nari finally breaks her deal with Grabala and uh, she leaves with Roger and yeah. to go after that last one. And then at the end here, Rowan, he says, I'm not a Jedi, not a Sith. I'm a Freemaker. I, so uh, I know how we are going to beat Nari. So he talks about his plan to uh, to yeah. defeat Nari. So we get into, uh, we jump right into the next episode, Return of the Kyber Saber Mike, and it starts off with the, uh, again, the Empire Day. Yeah. Uh, like I said, which we've seen before in Rebels, the Emperor gets, uh, so this is the one, God, kind of, when we do these back to back, I start like mixing them together. So from here, is this the one? Actually, this is the one where he gets the coffee mug. Oh yeah, did we? Did we? I kind of did we mix the, that up? The beginnings, oh, yeah, I kind of yeah, mixed yeah, yeah. up. Yeah. So this is the one where he gets the coffee. Yeah, mug. Sorry right. about that. Um, and that's where. Oh all yeah, that. that's right. In the in Duel of Destiny is that's the one where they're where Vader and Palpatine are having the conversation, and then it turns out that they're actually on hologram with Nare. Right. That's right. the gag at the beginning of that one. And then right. it, and then it goes in the episode. So yeah, we kind of we kind of mix those up. But. Whoops, sorry about that. <laughs> but anyway, so that's this is the one. Yeah, this is where it starts yeah. with the cup. Okay, now we're back on track here. Uh, so so from there, back on the wheel, Rowan uses his force powers to put this. I guess he's putting the star scavenger uh, back together yeah. to implement his plan, right? So yeah, again, showing part, his which power. Is part, yeah, part of what he learned from Jack, right? From from the maker. The, the maker, maker yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah. He starts to he starts to say sort of, and we see a little bit more of it in this episode. He he he's his ability to use the force to build is uh, is increasing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. From here, uh, I guess Nare arrives on the planet. Uh, the Kyber Saber is on, and I don't know that we ever got a planet name. I I don't I don't know. I, I can't remember. Yeah, no. Seeing a name, I, I think it's a planet that hasn't been named, so we're we're not sure. Um, 
But she uh, obviously uses the force and reconstructs the saber and sees firsthand like how powerful this. I know we saw like Cantu use it. Like this thing is devastating. I mean, it it can wipe out pretty much if it, anything, and uh, she's able to 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 actually harness it and and kind of show us briefly again how powerful this weapon is. This is crazy to think like, man, if you, if this was actually canon in the Star Wars universe, I mean, having this thing, <laughs> you're going to be unstoppable. It's like having a Death Star in your hand, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know we're going to get, and this is kind of funny how it ties all into maybe Rogue One and, you know, we know like the Death Star was powered, the laser was powered by a giant, uh, Kyber, Kyber crystal, crystal, right? Yeah, and that ties back into the Clone Wars, right? There was supposed to be storylines about that. And it actually also, it ties into Rebels because uh, uh, Fulcrum in Season 1 was sending them on missions to intercept. Um, you remember there's that one episode where they have to intercept the, the, the Imperial transport? The yeah. cargo ship, or whatever, they blow it up, and it blows up like green, like it goes. Yeah. It, it explodes in this big green explosion because it was carrying kyber crystals, and and it sort of, it was sort of like you had to be reading between the lines that they never really specifically said what that was, um, that they were kyber crystals or that they were for the Death Star, but that was sort of our first hint at the fact that you know they're building the Death Star somewhere, and then we got another hint at that in season two with that um with the platform you remember the, oh, the platform yeah. that they were clearly building something really big and they and you know we didn't know what and all that sort of thing so we know that it's the death star but but the rebels don't know that yet right so yeah the the kyber crystals they're sort of like they're sort of laced throughout right and so yeah. um yeah like and and there's a kyber crystal in every lightsaber so the kyber crystal is what what a lightsaber is created from, right? Mm-hmm. Like what that beam is created from. So for me, like like if we're talking about canon, I'm perfectly fine with the kyber saber existing. I don't think that it's it would be. I think it's a little more powerful in in a Lego series than it would be in in the actual Star Wars, like in the in the the let's like say like the cinematic or even like the Rebels universe. Mm-hmm. I think it would probably be toned down a little bit, but it would still be incredibly powerful. Right. Yeah. Like enough to like level, you know, buildings and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um with that sort of shock wave that it does. Mm-hmm. But um it it actually and I think I talked about this at the beginning of the season, so I'll just reiterate now. If you have a copy of um, the Force Awakens art book, there is a page that shows, and it was sort of in their exploration of Kylo Ren and his sort of more ancient-looking lightsaber. One of the illustrations shows the earliest lightsaber, which is essentially a kyber crystal that is wrapped with, like, leather wrappings and has an igniter on it. So it has, like, like it's basically like a flint and stone. And you would like click the the igniter against it, and this energy beam would come out of of the kyber crystal, and it sort of describes a little bit of that in the art book. It doesn't go into huge detail, but but that's sort of what they're getting at. Mm-hmm. So I feel like 
like the kyber saber is an extension of that like if 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 a hand sized like a lightsaber hilt sized crystal could contain a beam having an entire sword of kyber crystal would be an incredibly powerful thing if you could wield it if if you knew how to wield it and mm-hmm. and had some way of harnessing it and i think that that the the hilt is the is the key to that right the, the yeah the kyber crystals itself are not necessarily the important part but that that hilt is what is what uh canto uh, uh canto or cantu 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 yeah. built that that created the kyber saber so mm-hmm. yeah um yeah like i i th- i do feel like it fits into the star wars lore it's just sort of this offshoot the thing yeah. that, that gets me a little bit more is Nare and exactly what she is, because they refer to her as a Sith on a regular basis throughout this, but she is not a True. Sith. True. I, I would put her on the same level as like an apprentice, like like um like Asajj Ventress. Mm-hmm. Um or you know, Savage Press or, or yeah. something like that. But she's not a Sith, so No, no. Well like I said, she she does show the power so I mean she's taken out TIE Fighters, she's taken out uh, Star Destroyers. Uh, so from there we get to just a quick a quick little shot of the Freemakers and they're discussing the plan. Mm-hmm. And we get the, we kind of come in at the tail end of them discussing this plan. And we really don't know what's gonna happen. They kind of tease you with, with what they're gonna do. Um, but from there we get, uh, this is where the Emperor contacts uh, Nari regarding the Kyber Saber. Yeah. Uh, I believe this is the point here. And let me, um, I want to play this for you, Mike. Nari, where's my Kyber Saber? I want to wipe out the rebellion with that thing before dinner. And everybody else I don't like. What's the name of that guy in accounting? I don't like the Paul, Pete. Hey, wait a moment. Is that, are you using my Kyber Saber? I wouldn't even let Vader touch it. Never mind a second-rate Sith like you. My dear Emperor, I am holding the most powerful weapon in the galaxy. So let me ask you this. Why should I give it to you? Uh, gonna go with blind loyalty? Is this a trick question? I will bring you the Kyber Saber Master, and then I will use it to tear you into a thousand pieces. I might not have chosen my words as carefully as I should have. Saying it back in my head, yeah, I, I, I can see where you were. When I arrive on Coruscant, I will no longer be your servant. I will be your empress. Doesn't everybody know, or bad guys know, that when somebody bad has the item you want, and she can actually wield the power now, she's not going to give it to you, right? Yeah. They never do, right? This is a classic thing in, in bad guy versus bad guy. Like, she has the weapon. She can destroy everything. Of course she's not going to give it to you. And uh, it's like, you know, you make the mistake, and it is, and he says, oh, I just thought you were going to blind blind loyalty. You know, you're just going to blindly follow anything I do. And, of course, you know, especially Sith and, and or dark side users, they're not going to do that. They're always out for themselves. So I thought that was kind of a yeah. funny thing. So um, from there, we're, see where are we at now, Mike. We're kind of towards the 
middle section or the end here. Empire Day is, is in full swing, I, yeah. I believe, around now. So they're on Coruscant. It's a huge event. It's a major event, right? Uh, the Freemakers go underground. It looks like they're using like the sewer system. Yeah. And uh, Xander's taken on a probe droid, so we get to that uh, section. And and I wrote a little note here saying like, this is going like back and forth now. It's starting to feel like a, an actual Star Wars movie, right? How yeah. you know how the Star Wars movie you got two major things going on and you go back and forth. They're kind of doing that with this. You notice that, Mike? Yeah, for sure. It, it it it's something that like everything was fairly linear previously. Yeah. But um, but then all of a sudden in this one, we start to see that. Um, that that it's a little more uh, of the Star Wars sort of like like telling multiple multiple stories at the same time. Everything's kind of I uh, I uh, happening concurrently. So right. uh, yeah yeah we definitely start to get into a little bit more of that a little bit more of the Star Wars feel for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, from there we go to. Uh, Nara, she arrives in Coruscant and wipes out a squad of Tie. Actually, we already got to that point. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, she Rowan. arrives and she's like just laying waste, right? She, yeah, she basically times. tears two Star Destroyers in half, and it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. We cut back to Rowan and he's saving Xander. He's using his force powers again. Again, we're seeing how powerful he is. He's able to save Xander from this giant fall that he, he's fallen down and he saves him. Then it cuts back again. We see the power of the Kyber Saber as it deflects blasts from a Star Destroyer. So it's actually able to deflect Star Destroyer blasts, which I thought was pretty cool. And then ultimately it cuts him in half. Um, the Empire tells Vader to go back to Maigito, right? Maigito. Um, yeah. He says, hey, go go deal with the rebels. And, of course, we'll find out in a minute here. That was kind of a bad idea. Uh, let me play. I want to hopefully this thing will play. Let me see. You're next, Palpatine. We've analyzed your attack, sir, and there is a danger. Should we have your ship standing? Do I look like Grand Moff talking to you? Heck yes, we should evacuate. Get me out of here. Okay. One of the, you know, one of the Moffs come in and, and they ask, yeah. uh, they ask, Hey, do you want? Uh, should we have your shuttle ready? And the Emperor goes, "Do I look like Grand Moff Tarkin? Get me out of here!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was so funny, right? Oh, it was so good. I, of, <laughs> of course, I want to evacuate the heck out of me. Yeah, I, yeah, I love their version of the Emperor. He's so good. Yeah, so and good. his voice and the way he yells all the time—it's like, oh man, I thought that was again. For me, that was kind of like the line of the episode. There was him uh, saying, "Get me the heck out of here! I'm no, I'm no Grandma of Tarkin, man. I ain't staying around." So, yeah. uh, after that, we kind of we kind of finish up, right, with the with this episode and this uh, this series. Well, they they've got the 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 their plan to impersonate the Emperor, right? So, like, they kind of right. run Rowan into does, the, right? yeah, Rowan, They run into the Emperor, and and Emperor Palpatine's for a second. It seems like he's like they've been caught and he's like hey you guys you didn't tell me that you that you set up a decoy what a great <laughs> idea right. that's yeah. genius yeah. the old queen amidala switcheroo right and yeah it's like i love that reference to to episode one and it's like of course palpatine would know that um he was right. uh, he was he was definitely privy to amidala and her uh, and her decoys and whatnot so i uh, yeah kind of perfect and hilarious um and then yeah so they end up going up and then uh, and then 
uh, Rowan and Rowan. Uh, and um, and Nare have yeah. have one final standoff. Standoff, yeah. So they have yeah. a bit of a battle, and throughout it, uh, over the course of it, um, Rowan kind of turns the tables. Yeah, um, he's able to he's able to force uh, will the, or force you know pull the saber to himself yeah, in the same way that he did on Hoth with the way that he called to he says you know like you know that the the kyber saber crystals call to me mm-hmm. but you don't know that I can call back and and he pulls them apart and and gets the kyber saber himself and is like now I'm the ultimate power in the in the universe and, yeah that was uh, a crazy line huh yeah and 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 you know like we talk a lot over the course of the season about you know people should be watching this it's a great show it's it's got that little bit of of the 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 star wars vibe running through it um even though it's it's mainly for kids it's mainly comedic and most of the like the writing is fantastic and most of the time we're talking about that in terms of like the 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 comedy and how funny it is and how much we enjoy the show but in this moment once Rowan has the kyber saber and he's got Nare's right where he wants her and you know like he's he's using the force to like basically like like choke her right with the with the 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 lego pieces with the rubble right and he starts saying like should I should I take my revenge should I destroy you is that what I should do Mm-hmm. Should I should I act like you would and blah, blah and then Palpatine shows up and is like is like yes yes excellent yeah, good yeah. turn to the dark side <laughs> give me the Kyber saber and we'll rule the galaxy and Rowan's like I love it because in that moment you get that you get that struggle that struggle with the dark side right and mm-hmm. even yeah, a character yeah. like Rowan is gonna feel that temptation he feels the pull but then. <laughs> He immediately is like, ah, no thanks. Yeah, uh, let's let's go. And he runs off. Yeah. yeah, and he runs off, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna take off, and knowing that I'm the ultimate power in the universe, and uh, and I'm a twelve year old, <laughs> and he just like he books yeah. it and he jumps off the edge, and then the the star scavenger pulls up, and then they and then they go to make their getaway, right? And when they go to make their getaway, here's where the real plan. This is this is where they're. Uh, Oh yeah, they're, this is they're, a, they've got their one last trick up their sleeve. Cool scene, yeah, great scene, yeah. Where yeah. Uh, Xander busts out of the Star Scavenger with the the Blaze Maker, and he's got a decoy Kyber Saber. He takes the the Tie Fighters off on a wild goose chase, and totally outflies them. And while he's doing that, um, Rowan uses the Force. To break apart the sky, the star yeah. scavenger, cool and, scene, yeah. and rebuild it as a new ship, yeah. and um, it makes me really disappointed that the Lego set for the star scavenger doesn't have an extra set of instructions to, to build that, that yeah. second ship because be they cool. really should have done. They missed an opportunity there. Yeah, but, um, yeah. That was a that was a great scene. I I was like, oh so man, good. he's using the force while he's in the air and he's able to. Like you said, rebuild yeah. the ship as something else to to make that decoy so they can get out of there. So that was really yeah. really cool. Yeah, and yeah. in the meantime, the, the uh, Emperor zaps uh, Nari with a little bit of force light lightning and knocks her out. Uh, but that was just before um, Rowan does his uh, 
reworking of the of the star scavenger which is a really cool scene so yeah for sure. um from there uh actually um they're able to to make their escape and uh let's see how do we finish up here oh we finish up with uh well part of the finish up here is Gribala yeah uh comes in right and or Vader comes back he's like hey what's what's been going on I've been in Maigito so he's, he's always coming in late yeah <laughs> um and then it kind of how does it how does it finish up I guess it's just with well, with the Emperor right and yeah, Gr- Grabala shows up and and grabs Nare. Um, oh yes, that's and right. Frieza, and she's frozen in carbonite yeah, in ship. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah. And then we jump back to the Freemakers, and they're they're kind of um, they don't know where they're gonna go. They're saying like, they, uh, yeah, Rowan yeah. tosses the kyber saber into a volcano and destroys it. Yeah, um, no, which I don't know why there. Cantu didn't do that in the first place, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So they destroy that, and then they're gonna go. They don't know where to go because they can't go back to the wheel. They can't go. They're wanted all over the galaxy, and yeah. that's when out of nowhere, the the rebel fleet sh- jumps into hyper jumps out of hyperspace right in front of them. And Admiral Akbar comes over the comm and is like, are you Rowan Freemaker? We've been looking all over the galaxy for you. Uh, do you want a job? And that's where the season ends. So um, let's start right now yeah. on the campaign for season two because I want to see I want to see what happens with the Freemakers once they join the Rebel Alliance because that's yeah, clearly yeah. where that's going, right? Yeah, well, you know, it looks like... Um, you were talking about him throwing in, throwing the Kyber saber into that. It looks yeah. like they're at Mustafar, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it's Mustafar, maybe. So that was kind of interesting. But you're right, Mike. We, it's like it's set up perfectly for a season two. We don't know. I haven't heard anything yet about a season Nothing two. I don't yet. know if we're going to get Nothing it. Yet. But yeah. man, total talk about total perfect setup for it. Yeah. Um, they're right there with the Rebel Alliance now. We'll see see what uh, what happens, and we'll. We'll keep you guys updated, especially on the Rebels podcast, if we if yeah, we, for sure. if we hear anything. But I gotta say, you know, like I'm glad you 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 said, hey, let's just take a light look at this this Free Marketers adventure and yeah. do a couple podcasts on it because I had no idea that yeah, it was gonna sure. be like this, and I don't think a lot of people don't realize what no. it was. And I know we've been talking about it on social media. You know, it's been cool to have some of the writers. We've had writers on the show. We've had writers tweeting us about. Thanks for covering the show, Leland Chi and 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 Bob Roth and Bill Motts and, and the producers and um, it's been a really fun fun show. The the acting is incredible. The voice acting is great. Um, yeah. The stories are great. It's fun to watch. It's funny. I mean, yeah. um, for a non-canon thing, I've had a great time watching this. So man, I hope some more people get on board and check this thing out. So. Uh, kudos to a, per- a great first season, and yep. hopefully we'll get some more. So. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's gonna it's gonna continue. Uh, we really enjoyed it, um, and I hope that uh, I hope that everybody enjoyed our coverage of uh, Lego Star Wars: The Freemaker Adventures. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, that That's brings it, it that brings it to a close. Yeah. Uh, the next time you guys hear from us is going to be when Star Wars Rebels returns. So we're gonna take a little another break. Yeah. Um, uh, Get geared up. Yeah. Geared up. 
Mm. But uh, but we will be back. We'll be back in a, it's. I mean, at this point, it's a few weeks, right? Yeah, um, it's only a few weeks away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Rebels is gonna be on Saturdays now. Yeah, is that right? Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. Six thirty Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Pacific, yeah. Yeah. So look forward to that. Look forward to the to the return of Star Wars Rebels. Um. I know that we are looking forward to it. But uh, yeah. I. Until then, uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars Rebels and uh, other Star Wars news by heading to rebelspodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at rebelspodcast. Sorry, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast and on Twitter at rebelspodcast. You can follow me personally on Twitter. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt at the crankster. That's crankster with a K. Yes, um, thanks. We're also part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Lots of great podcasts in the network uh, for you to check out. So head over to thunderquack.com. And if you like what you hear, you can support us by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack, uh, where you can get some awesome perks and, uh, and uh, I, I join us you know, in, our, in our exclusive Patreon Facebook group. Um, I, get, I get exclusive podcasts. <coughs> Sorry. My, uh, my voice is running out just in time. Um, all sorts of great stuff. So head to patreon.com slash thunderquack or thunderquack.com to learn more about that. Um, uh, but uh, that's it that's for it. this episode. We will be back in a few weeks with the season three premiere of Star Wars Rebels. What's the title again? Uh, Steps into Shadow, I believe. Steps into Shadow. So uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes. Uh, the Bendu, uh, I, and uh, I'm sure a few surprises. And our well. ghost crew, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah so, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we will see you guys in a few weeks. See you guys in a few weeks. <laughs>